How are we doing today, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Compete for Christ podcast. My name is Ken Burke, and on today's episode, I have one of my really good friends on, Jackson Whitted. How are you doing today, Jackson? I'm well, Kenneth. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. I first, I wanted to start off by saying that just so the listeners know, we both attend Covenant College, and Jackson is on the baseball team with me, and he actually is a Bible major. So throughout our discussions and our conversations in our time knowing each other, uh, I have to say I've learned so much about scripture and theology from you, uh, way more than I could ever, ever know. So today we're going we're gonna to use your knowledge and my very limited knowledge to see how we can look at sports through a biblical standpoint. So but first, please give everyone a bit of background on your athletic career. Yeah, so I... Grew up in a family of athletes. My sisters played tennis. My brother played baseball, rugby, and track all at Covenant. Rugby was a just a just a team that was not really official, but yet he went on to play in semi pro in Chattanooga. So a lot of sports, a lot of trips to tennis matches and the baseball tournaments throughout my life. I started playing when I was eight. Uh, I tried soccer one year and I hated it. <laughs> and then <laughs> Moved to baseball and loved it. So I've been playing since I was eight. I played rec a lot of my younger years and moved to travel, travel ball. Uh, then I played for a Christian homeschool team in high school where we went around. We played a bunch of private schools, Christian schools, and high schools in Tennessee. Um, those tournaments were pretty fun. Uh, hmm. Then I came to Covenant. It was my final year here at Covenant. It has been an interesting, interesting couple of years uh, at Covenant College, especially. I know for you, it's been it's been a roller coaster, hasn't it? It it really has. We're definitely going to talk about that today and just talk about your journey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but going along with that, as a Christian who is also a student athlete, what's what's been the biggest challenge for you during your journey so far? I think for me. Freshman and sophomore year, I was trying to figure out how to balance time. Because if you if you have a work study position, you have work, baseball or your sport, and classes and homework. So you have, you know, you're booked every day, you know, five days a week, and I guess six days a week if you're an athlete, of just mm-hmm. constant stuff to do and constant responsibility. So I think for me, it took two years to actually kind of figure out how to balance your time out. People always ask me, like, oh, I, I don't work or I'm not even an athlete and I'm struggling with homework. But it's like when you're a student athlete and you have work study, you just you can't really afford to just slack. Like you have to stay on a regimented schedule and, you know, enjoy enjoy yourself. Don't just, you know, work yourself to the bone <laughs> and not enjoy your time at school. But you do have to just really stay diligent and have a good work ethic. <laughs> it took me three semesters to finally figure out how to actually succeed in the classroom and be a diligent worker for work study and to be a good athlete. But I'll get later to that about more detail. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's, there was, there's a lot of challenges that come with all those things too, like wanting to play and then wanting to make enough money to save up. And then you have to get all your homework done and prepare for tests and study for tests. And it's, it can be really challenging. It's a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, for myself, I mean, there's been there's been so many challenges when 
in, at Covenant, especially family members being really, really sick, uh, injuries, of course, and COVID, I mean, that shook everybody in a negative way. And so all of those things and having to adjust to the new, the new normal and going throughout, throughout college with that. But I would have to say the biggest challenge I faced was, was looking at Christ more than myself. Cause I tend to, I tend to want to figure out problems by myself when in reality, I need to rely on God through all of that. Uh, and that, that was a big, it was a big challenge for me. And he definitely taught me a lot of lessons through that. Spiritually for me, it's just been along very similar lines is just trusting the Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every, I know everyone struggles with trusting the Lord and like Proverbs 3, 5, it's, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. And I just have to like remind myself or just say like, if I'm really struggling one day and I'm just in a really bad mood, I just have to remind myself, this is on my own understanding, which is finite and fallen. And I need to be looking to the Lord. And once you look to the Lord and your head's up, it's really perfectly easy to just not look at all the crap that's going on in the world and all the stuff you have to do. And it's like when your head's turned up to him, it's like all the other stuff that you have to deal with is just so mundane, just so minute. I mean, I'm not taking away from the, you know, the like having to do your homework and having, you know, relationships and responsibilities and mm-hmm. I'm not taking away from that, but it's just like a, once your eyes are set on the Lord, you really, everything is put into perspective and it's just really it's like you, you look at the five exams coming up and you're like, oh, that's just nothing compared to, you know, who I am in the Lord and what he's done for me and just the grand scheme of this life. Mm, yeah, that's, that's so true. Like you were saying, it's, it's, it's so hard sometimes, but that Proverbs verse just, it's definitely something that I, I've looked to and just got relief from because like I said, I can't do anything by myself. It's all, it's all Christ. It's all God showing me what to do and having his will and his way. So the next question I have for you is, has there ever been a point in your life when when someone may made you want to stop playing the sport you love? Uh, and if so, what did you do to push through that? So I've been, I thought about that question. And I thought about all my idiot coaches in high school and all my <laughs> bonehead coaches that I've had throughout the years. Not I'm not saying here at Covenant, you know, our coaches are godly men. You're never going to agree with your coach on everything, but you know, that's life. Right. You just got to try to work with people that you don't necessarily agree with all the time. But I would say the person that <laughs> made me want to quit the most is myself. Oddly enough, this will answer probably the other, one of the other questions, but I have not played in a single game at covenant because of injury. I don't know why God has chosen to work in my life in just such a deep way through baseball. (laughs) I will sit here right now and say I wish it was something else that he was teaching me through. But in college, these last three and a half years, he's been using baseball to really teach me a lot. And I have been hurt the entire time for the most part. Every time I got healthy again, I got hurt again. And, you know, time after time after time, racing to that, trying to get to the finish line and just being plopped back a mile and then having to run that mile again and plopped back a mile, 
and having to run it again, then pop back four miles. Time and time again, I've been getting so close to actually, you know, competing and playing and having, you know, a great experience at college being an athlete. But God has been saying no, no, no. <laughs> and it's been it's been probably the hardest thing at college because I love baseball. The Lord's given me, you know, an ability to compete and play for his glory. And I've been asking the question of him so many times, like, well, if you want, if you've given me this ability and you want me to play and glorify you, why on earth are you, <laughs> you keep allowing me to get hurt? That's been such a struggle to try to figure out why. And I feel like we ask that question all the time. Why? Why, God? Why are you allowing this to happen? But like you get down the road and you realize, oh, my gosh, now I see the reason. So like here I got hurt and I redshirted. And I realized I was able to really build a community of friends that year. And I, the first semester I was depressed because I had no friends <laughs> and like, yeah. I was just, I just had moved areas. And so I left all my real friends behind and I had no friends at Covenant. So that first injury allowed me to have friends and build a community. And I didn't see that till later. And I was like, okay, you know, thank you Lord for allowing me to have a community. And then the next, year of injury i was able to really grow in relationships with more people including my now fiance which is you know not which is a huge thing in the grand scheme of life but it was just something i had taken for granted of like okay you know lord again you're working in that sense and then last year i was actually healthy going into the spring seasons and i tore my hamstring and it set me back too far to, to be able to come back and compete and so I almost quit last year because I was just tired of working back and, and just battling through so much pain and so much work. It's been so much work all three years of trying to just get back to being healthy and get back to you know being able to throw off the mound or what have you. Mm-hmm. But for my parents sat me down there like Jackson, they're like, it's, and I am a firm believer that the Lord speaks directly through people, especially your parents or right. whoever you're close to. And they were just like, this is not about baseball. <laughs> it's just like this light bulb going off in my head. They're like, none of this has to do with baseball. God has given us sports as learning stages, as a stage to learn life lessons that you're going to need as a Christian, as a husband, as a father, and as a son or you know, daughter or whatever. They were like, this is about you having perseverance. They were like, what are you going to do when you're struggling financially with your family? Are you just going to quit? And then your family's going to suffer? Or are you going to continue to persevere and work hard and battle back after, you know, whatever. So it was, I took from that (laughs) and I was very convicted and I just started to think about it. And I was like, I've been out on this baseball field for three years. I haven't played in the game, but I've formed friendships like, you know, our friendship and a bunch of other players that I wouldn't have off fields. And so, I mean, I would for, with some of them, but other guys with Christian athletics, you don't know who really is a Christian. Right. And so it's a beautiful opportunity to live out how Christ would live and to live out your faith in front of these guys that you don't, who you don't know where they're at spiritually. So I just, it was a huge light bulb for me of like, okay, this is actually a ministry and it's not about baseball. 
yes, it's on a baseball field and you, yes, you are playing baseball, but it's really ultimately about you as a Christian and you as a follower of Jesus living out a life of faith and trusting him to work in ways that you would never expect. Like for me, I thought I would come to Covenant, be a, a history major, and I played all four years on the baseball field. But I'm now a Bible major that's looking to go into youth ministry and have not played a single game. So you just, you, <laughs> and the Lord just throws a hand grenade and blows them to smithereens, all for our good and for his glory, which is so hard to see in the actual moment. But once you get to on the other side of the fence, you realize, okay, wow, like that was all just, you know, his authorship in my life and just the chips that he's been, you know, chiseling off of the sculpture of who he's sculpting us to be made into, which is his son ultimately. But mm. it's been a roller coaster. But it's, been, <laughs> it's been great. Like, I would not trade these three years and almost four years because of the lessons I've learned and how he has taught me and how I've been able to grow close to him. It's so, well, first of all, congratulations on the engagement, by the way, newly engaged. But going back to our discussion, yeah, it's, I remember coming to practice one day and somebody told me, yeah, Jackson tore his hamstring. I was like, are you kidding me? He had, you had just gotten back from your arm problems. And I was like, how, how is this happening again? How in the world? I laugh now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh. <laughs> you laugh now, but in the time it was devastating because I know you'd worked so hard and it was just devastating to see that you, you had done that. But going back to the, the, the question of, has someone ever made you quit? I think you answered that beautifully because I find myself getting in the way of myself all the time. And there's been a couple of people that have made me want to stop playing, past coaches, friends, or random people. And I've talked about that on, the, on this podcast before. It was tough. And I, I remember coming home some days from practice or games, especially in my teen years, and just asking myself, like, is it, is it really all worth it? But obviously, I got through it. And to be honest, I wish I could say it was because I relied so much on God. But the fact of the matter is, I didn't at that time. I actually went further from God because I wanted to pursue playing time. I wanted to pursue popularity and even a scholarship to play baseball in college. But looking back now, I obviously would do it a lot differently. But like you were saying, the lessons that you learned, not only from injuries not only from what you've gone through but what you did wrong you can it's a great way to to minister to others and maybe help and guide them through the adversity they're dealing with now it's difficult for sure to do uh to look back and see like oh man it's it, i should not have done that and you have to really own up to yourself but i think once you once you see that god is in control and he he has bigger plans for your life than baseball or any other sport that you may play. Uh, it really opens your eyes. Every out athlete out there, <laughs> I just want to say, like, if you really are a devout Christian and you really and you've Jesus is your Lord and Savior and you're living a life of faith, it's not about the sport whatsoever. It's an opportunity. Uh, I'm trying to word this right. It is one of the greatest opportunities and greatest stage to glorify God and to honestly enjoy Him forever and to steward your body 
which is, you know, which we're called to do. And it's just, it, it's about the Lord. It's not about baseball. It's not about softball, you know, basketball, tennis, golf, whatever. It's about using your gift that the Lord has given you for his glory and for his kingdom and to use it as a ministry to show others like the fans in the stands. Whoa, whoa why did he not throw his bat, bat mm. or helmet when he's out? Oh, he's a Christian. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's, like, it goes, it's more deeper than, oh, he's a Christian. Yeah. It's, I wonder why he's like that. And then, it's, you know, there you go. Like that's a follow up. You've piqued someone's interest of why you're behaving the way you are. And then, you know, later they can find out, oh, because he realizes that this is not just about stats or about my identity is in baseball. And I found that out in eighth grade. Mm. Long story short, I just I was spending all my identity living, eating, breathing baseball. And the Lord just cracked my collarbone in half. It mm. took me out of baseball for a long time to make me realize, Jackson, like it's not about baseball. It's about me. And so it's a lot, it's challenging for a lot of people to, to recognize that. And I know a lot of people who, who do recognize that, but I know a lot of people who don't. And so it's just, it's, it's really intriguing to see who has reached that point and who hasn't and to try to help the people who haven't to reach the point that you're at. But going back to my tearing my hamstring, just a funny thing, literally the sprint <laughs> before I ran the sprint that tore my hamstring, I thought, oh man, this is the greatest I've felt all college. <laughs> oh <know>? my goodness. <laughs> and I tore my hamstring the next sprint. So <laughs> Yeah. Someone that's been there before, it's it is not a good feeling either. But going going towards our conversation of looking at sports through a biblical perspective, I consider you a very knowledgeable person about the Bible. Obviously, like I said before, you're a Bible major. Are there specific verses or passages that remind yourself when maybe you're training or you're practicing or even playing? So in the Bible department, we talk a lot about how so many people can just misuse scripture and classic example is I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Mm -hmm. When yep. so many people that use it, it's, it's not used in the correct way. It has right. nothing to do with you be, being able to jump off a roof and fly. And no offense if you're going to jump off the roof. But <laughs> yes. You see it all over, you know, athletics, all over sports, Steph Curry using it, but, you know, dropping it, dropping the quotation marks. And so it's just misused a lot. But, and the scripture can be misused in terms of sports. And I don't, I have two just random ones that I think about usually. And, you know, you have to read the whole passage of scripture to get the full effect. But first one is, is uh, Psalm 37, 4 through 5. And it's delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. That passage is not talking about sports, but, you know, in the in the grand scheme of things, you can use it to like, okay, like I'm going to delight myself in the fact that I have delight myself in the Lord in the fact that I have a healthy body to exercise and to work out and to throw a ball or hit a, hit a ball or whatever. So just delighting yourself in the fact that you have just even been given an opportunity to play on a college team and just go out there. And even if you don't even play in varsity games, you're still out there competing and playing and having fellowship with your brothers. And the other one is just classic. Colossians <laughs> 317. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And that's 
going to the point of just glorifying the Lord through your athletics and through your athleticism and your coordination and realizing that it's not because of you, because as you said earlier, we're nothing without Mm -hmm. Jesus. We're nothing without God. Yeah, those are absolutely amazing verses. I've actually talked about glory on the podcast before, and like you were saying, none of the none of the things, none of the accolades, none of the awards that come from sports are for us. They may be, they may have our name on it, they may give us money even, but God, God is in control, and He literally He gives you that because it's in His plan and His will for that to happen. There's so many verses. I mean, there's people in the Bible even that have played sports, but I'll get into this a little bit later. They had a different perspective when it came to sport. They, they didn't let it become their identity. But next question I have was, how do you use sports as a way to minister to others? Well, I guess it would be going back to what I said earlier, was just realizing that baseball is not about baseball. Baseball, actually, the baseball field is a huge opportunity for ministry. Even just for your fellow Christians, like you, to the you know Christian teams, you know you have your set of Christians that are for sure Christians. You have the guys that you don't really know about, and then you have the guys that you know for sure aren't. Um, and that's just everywhere in the Christian athletics. But your ministry can be to everybody, even to your coaches, just showing appreciation for the beauty of the day. It's just like oh, the Lord's created this beautiful day, and that's just such a simple way. Um, but another thing is just calling your brothers out of being like, Hey man, you know, don't act like that. That's not a good reflection of, you know, your claimed faith. And it's not a good reflection of your team or your teammates or your coaches or what have you. It's just like the baseball field and any field or court is a just great stage to just be faithful Christians to one another. You know, we are the body of Christ. We are a body. We are brothers and sisters in the Lord. And we're not, we're not, you know, <laughs> I'm not trying to beat this one guy because I want to pitch more than he does. Like, you know, in a low key way, in a competitive way, you are, but it's not in a selfish way. It's just like, a, I want to compete with the team and to help the team win. So I'm a missions concentration, which means I have a lot of missions classes. Like, that's my major technically. So we talked a lot about how, you know, you're a missionary no matter what. We're all called into God's mission as believers. Any profession or any extracurricular activity that you're in, that is a ministry because the gospel never sleeps. And so, you know, the gospel should be proclaimed everywhere you are, in the classroom, on the sports field, in church, you know, in public and random with random people strangers, your friends, your parents, your siblings, your cousins, you know, everybody. Like, it should be proclaimed throughout the earth. Sports are such an amazing way to minister to others. I always thought that you had to act a a certain way when it came to sports, and then you go to church, you act that way, and then Mm -hmm. around your friends, you act a different way. And (laughs) literally around all these different people, you act a different way. And it gets so confusing and it gets so hard to keep that up. And what I did, I just said, okay, forget all of this. I I don't want to live like this anymore because I'm not, I'm not going to do this Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing where I am acting like I love the Lord in church, but then 
Monday when I go to class, I'm cussing up a storm in class. I'm hanging out with my friends and doing anything and everything I wanted to. Uh, and that's not what we're called to be as Christ-like individuals. We're called to let him take over all of our life, not just certain points of it. And like you were saying, sports is just another way to spread the gospel. There's literally organizations like FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and Athletes in Action that are dedicated to ministry through sports. And I, I think for myself, even though I may not say Bible verses at every practice or every game, there are simple actions you can take, like you were saying, to show you're, that you're different in, in that way. Like not getting angry, like you said, not throwing your bad. And that shows others, teammates, opposing teams, even like you said, your coaches, what it means to play as a Christian athlete. Even though, even though you may get mad, not letting yourself get to that point of going on a rampage can speak so much more into someone's life than when you do get mad and pout. Another question I had for you, should people view sports from a biblical standpoint? And if so, how, how do they do that? I would say in the biblical, biblical in the sense of it is a gift from God. Sports are, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always so curious why he created sports and, you know, if he played sports, what would he play? Would he play everything or would he have <laughs> inclinations to one or the other? Like, I don't know. Um, but I think in the sense of the fact that it's just a gift, that's one. Another one would be it's a beautiful stage for the gospel to be spread. Two, three is probably just a way for you to glorify him through what you do. And not just with your body, but with your mind, with your soul, with your spirit, with your mouth, everything like that. So in a biblical sense, I would say that those are the three things that I, that first come to my mind. Like I don't necessarily think it's like biblical theology or you have to like, oh, sports are, you know, the next catechism or whatever. But <laughs> it, <laughs> it, in those three senses, it is, it is biblical. Like our lives should be lived biblically. Um, mm. And I honestly think just personally, that's one of the greatest issues in our culture today and in our churches is that we aren't living biblically and we're mm. letting the culture sweep us away um, like chaff in the wind, um, which is in the <laughs> Psalms where, but those are the three things I would say that make it biblical. Yeah. Amen. That's interesting to see like how others view sports and how we can, how even Christ would play sports. I think we do need to look at sports from a Christ perspective. Uh, like people, people in the Bible, like Peter and Paul, I mean, they came in into sports with a different mindset. Like I was saying earlier, they weren't, they weren't so consumed in the sports culture and that wasn't their identity. It was Christ. And they understood that. And like you were saying too, it's so difficult for athletes today to not get caught up in all, all the, stuff that comes with sports like the money the possessions the glory and that's not just in sports either it's literally the entire world because it's a fallen broken world and as christian athletes we have to stand out against that so the last question i had for you if you were speaking to your past self from say five eight years ago what advice would you give yourself about being a christian athlete uh work out more uh steward your body no i would probably say hunker down 
get ready, but know that the Lord is in complete control and that He has your life planned out for you and that you're going to go through ups and downs, but just run the race that's up before you and be diligent and trust Him and work hard and know that your hard work is reflecting your faith in Him. Yeah, that's it's hard. I mean, <laughs> five, eight years ago, if you would have told me that, I would have been like, you, dude, you're crazy. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just like getting into high school and just wanting to play baseball. And if you would have told me that, I'd have been like, yeah, okay, buddy. But that would have been <laughs> that would have been the best advice for me and for any high schooler out there, really. But Jackson, thank you so much for coming on today. It was awesome talking to you, and I look forward to maybe having you on again. Yeah, thanks so much, Ken.